Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast, the second episode this season that we're talking after a win. How exciting. Three goals at home, two goal cushion, no late drama, no late conceding. Here to talk it all through it, Mr. Ben Barrett. Good evening. Mr. David Coates. Good evening. And isn't it three? Pardon? Isn't it three times we've won? So three times we have talked after a win. No? Oh, no, we beat Solihull, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> you were there for all three of them, mate. You should remember. I was going to say, don't take that away from us. Should we do this again? Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> live, and die. live and die by your errors. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Well, they've been that memorable. It's been, you, it's been... you can forgive me for getting Dagenham. Yeah. Mm. I, I'd have forgotten Dagenham as well, to be fair. But but Chris Argrees will always have Solihull. <laughs> and the draw against Wrexham and the draw yep. against Chesterfield. And, and, and against Bournemouth. Got a fair few final third entries, to be fair to him. Yeah. It's all Which, about that. No, if we were top of the league on final third entries. Anyway, we, we won. Did we won a game. We did. We did a win. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. I'm going to ask you, I think we're going to ask you some more questions in because you were there, you saw it. I did. Yeah. Um, we went one we... nil down. Let's start with a negative. <laughs> yeah. What there? What's that about? I don't know. They... <laughs> It was a bit hopeless, wasn't it? Have you seen the highlights? That sort of it was a bit hopeless. It was right. a, a big boot up, and Max Hunt heads it away, and it looks like Owen Bevan sort of gets caught a little bit trying to close the ball down, and they nick it through and score. I mean, I think some people thought it was offside. It didn't look that far offside to me watching those highlights, but you know we can't go drawing lines and getting all VAR about it, can we? 
Um, I got the impression that Sheridan had uh, a few people say to her it was offside at half time because listening to it on the commentary, you weren't talking off uh, offside before. And then she came back and she referred to it as a controversial goal. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I reckon a few people had said offside. But like you say, from the from position that you saw on the highlights, in as much as you could see it, the um, uh, which I imagine is where you guys were, you didn't look massively offside. No, but so it was a good someone, finish. someone did tell us that it was offside at half time right. and right. then after the match someone told us that it was not offside not offside <laughs> right, okay. so leveled yourself out yeah so um yeah it was a good finish though yeah really it was good a good finish. finish have either of you seen the um the clip from gateshead side of things gateshead do a little behind they must have had a camera behind a goal that had its microphone on and the ball gets played through and all you can hear is bleeping hell lino he's offside from like one of the players <laughs> i can't figure out which player it is but he's like, Lino, 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 he's offside. And then the ball goes in the back of the net and you're like, oh, no. Yeah, and it was a bit, so at that point, it was a, it was a weird game. And, and Mark Cooper sort of touched on it in his post-match that he didn't want us to press them really early because mm. they just, it was basically like the goalkeeper was passing it to one of the centre-backs who then passed it to the other centre-back who then passed it back to the goalkeeper who then passed it back to the other centre-back. Watching Italian football, <laughs> it was just like they were waiting. They were just trying to draw us in, really, mm. to then spring us. And so for that first part of the game, we didn't do that really. So I think there was a sense of frustration that we weren't going for it. And sort of Alex Fisher was just sort of stood in the three of in between the three of them, waiting for them to do something, which just resorted to them hoofing it long. And you know, Max Hunt won pretty much everything all day, and so did Owen Bevan. Um, and then they scored that goal sort of out of nothing. There wasn't really a lot happening either way. And then that just seemed to kick us into gear a little bit. And the manager moved Oliver Bory a bit more central. Andrew, um, the right winger. Andrew, the right winger. Yeah, he went central with Fisher. And uh, that just allowed Jory Johnson to get forward and play a lot wider. So for the rest of that second half, it was drawing him on the left and then smashing it on the right-hand side. And... You know, it was, it worked. It stopped them being able to fanny about with it at the back because there was two strikers then on both centre-backs. So the keeper just had to go long and his kicking was hopeless going long. So it allowed us to get back on the front foot. And then, yeah, the equaliser comes from a foul on that right-hand side, which allows us to put, a, well, it looked like it was an all right ball. It was a bit low, wasn't it? Quite a flat one. But, um. Fisher has a bit of work to do to get it in, help it on its way. I think I've, I, I seem to remember, I can't remember which game it was, but I was on the radio and I was moaning that our free kicks weren't simple enough. And I was just saying, if you just hit the back post from those areas, just hit the back post, stop doing outswingers, stop faffing around. If you hit the back post, if nothing touches it, the ball goes off the post and might go in. But if someone gets a flick on it, that's, it's just a simple, basic way of doing it. And that's exactly what the ball... And you're right, it wasn't the greatest ball in the world, but he's hit it towards the back post and all it takes is a deflection because from that far out, keeper's not going to react quick enough to move towards a ball that's just changed direction. It's really basic stuff, but it's a nice little deft finish because he gets quite low. He almost squats Fisher to head the ball, gets a little flick on it, changes its direction. Lovely jubbly. Yeah, I think there's a defender just in front of him as well, who mm. I think probably should have done a lot better than he did. 
um got something on it would you just skim by him and yeah great you know and it was it was quite it was a relief really because we've seen us go behind um and it's usually spells disaster but we if anything it kicked us into gear a little bit mark cooper changed things up and you know, we didn't really want the halftime whistle to come. In previous games where we felt like we could play for hours and not score, it felt like it was a matter of time before we got something. And just right at the end, I think it was the last kick of the of the, the half, it was a cross for, I think it was Oliver Boy, Johnson or Oliver Boy puts his ball across and it flashes all the way across the six-yard box and Fisher's, Fisher just can't quite get on it. And then the halftime whistle goes, but I think all the momentum was with us after the... Um, after that passage of play towards the end. You said in your uh, conclusions and on commentary as well about the manager changing things in the game. That feels a lot different, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> the start of the season. Yeah, massively different. I mean, on, on Tuesday night, it was uh, three with uh, Staunton at the base of midfield and then Worthington and Andrews. And then he switched that and put Worthington you know, in the number 10 position behind Fisher and mm. started that way this time. And I suppose it became sort of more of a diamond uh, at that point because he, um, when he moves Oliver Bory inside and kind of frees Johnson up <clears> to be, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like he went to a back three. It was just that Johnson went forward on the right-hand side a lot more than record did. Um, yeah, it worked. It worked. And looking at the highlights, he did very well going forward, Shuri Johnson. He did. A proper proper right back. Yeah. A, a proper right back who wants to get round his winger and cause problems, which, you know, Owen Bevan isn't that. Morgan Williams kind of tries it, but it's not his natural game, is it? So I think, again, we were so balanced, like having that on the right-hand side, having record on the left-hand side. And like Anthony Georgia didn't do a lot, like he puts that delivery in, but he had a really, really quiet game. Um, but I think what he gives you is he's a left-footed left winger. He wants to get out wide and just creates that balance. You've not got a team of right footers, which it felt like we had. A t I think at one point only Jamie Record and the keeper were our left-footed players for us. So, um, I wouldn't notice that. But no, yeah. <laughs> but, but now we got left footers all over the shop. That's nice. I, I... It goes back to what we were saying. I mean, it feels like we're looking back now at old podcasts thinking, we've been saying this for a while, haven't we? Keep it simple. Best players in best positions. Jory Johnson's our best attacking right back. Let's have him attacking as a right back. It just feels like we're getting, we're getting people in their right places and giving them the freedom to do what they're good at. Yeah, but what I would say is without... I mean, without the the lift that Andrew Oliwabori has given the whole team and the supporters, I don't remember a player coming in and making such a quick impact. Like, just everyone knows as soon as he picks up the ball, <laughs> something's going to happen. I think there was that moment in the first half where Johnson plays a ball through to him and the keeper comes out and he gets mm. forced a little bit out wide and all of a sudden he's turned round, skinned a player and has got a you know, got a really good shot away and had a good chance. And he just seems to be able to make something out of nothing, um, which is massive and confidence boosting for the players. He's kind of come in 
he hasn't got any of that baggage that perhaps the other players have got and it's it's making a hell of a difference. Mm. See, Neufeld came in, but he, he didn't make he didn't start as quickly, did he? Uh, right. I know he, he he didn't necessarily get chucked straight in by Darren Sal in the same way, but um but yeah. No, he seems to have uh, <laughs> a lot of pressure on a 21-year-old who got on loan for a couple of months. But uh, but yeah, no, he, he looks he looks he looks good. Um, uh, that th- it sounded like again listening on commentary that uh, they knew that he was good. That they they had a lot of people around him. Yes, yeah. He as soon as he sort of he picked up the ball almost straight away, and there was three around him, sort of not giving him much room to look look into and I think at one point there was a, there was a couple of moments where he had loads of space and the ball was over on the left hand side and we just couldn't get it over quick enough and yeah. I think that was part of the reason why they moved him inside a little bit because that space was still there for Chory Johnson to come into when he moved inside because they were so focused on him second half this is all very good, isn't it? I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. This is nice. Who said we can't be positive? I know. Um, let's talk about the second half because we, we did another goal. Mm-hmm. We did two goals. Well, we, I mean, we scored that was offside, Fisher. And then we yep. scored that wasn't offside, Fisher. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, all lovely. It was. And again, that was great sort of work on the right-hand side. Johnson on the overlap. Brilliant ball over to the back post. What the keeper's doing, I'm not quite sure. He's he's had a bit of a western there. Um, not really got anything on it. And but Fisher was in the right place in the six yard box, and it was a real like poachers, poachers goal. Let's let's, let's talk. Wouldn't have been there. He probably wouldn't have been there. Well, three, three weeks ago, he wouldn't have been in that position. This is this is what I was going to ask because I think we need to talk about Fisher. Because actually, if you, if anyone's watched the highlights, and it, it's not blindly obvious because he goes out of shot very quickly, but Fisher's run, he sees the ball go wide, and he doesn't sprint into the six-yard box. He just waits for a split second. And the number five of Gateshead looks around and suddenly he thinks, oh, I've lost my man, because he's naturally moved backwards. Fisher creeps around the back of him, then moves in front of him. It's very subtle, little, tiny, little nuanced things that, an out of confidence striker just does not do, just doesn't do it. And yet he's doing that instinctively now to get in, in that right area. And all the, is it, is it Johnson that whips the crossing? Yeah. yeah. Johnson's not aiming for Fisher. He's aiming for a spot on the six yard line. And then it's up to Fisher to be there. Yeah. And it's, that's, it's just a subtle little mental change of, I'm not looking for a player. I'm not looking for a specific person's head. I'm looking for the right area. And I have to trust that Fisher's going to get there. And he does in this one with a really simple, simple little bit of movement, holds his run, goes blindside, then comes forward. It is absolute basic Sunday morning stuff, but it's stuff that we weren't doing three weeks ago. Alex Fisher looks like a striker reborn from what I'm hearing, from what I'm seeing. I haven't seen it yet, obviously. I'm looking forward to seeing it. But he's not the only one. Uh, tell me a little bit, Ian, about Fisher and Hunt, who I think are the two that have really stood out as huge improvements on the Cooper. Yeah, so Max Hunt, I think he's one who probably needed confidence and I think he struggled in a three and then he was dropped and sort of came in sporadically and didn't really make, you know, didn't really set his mark down like he did 
last season and even the season before. But in a pair, he's he's brilliant. It's just, I think it's, again, it's simplicity. You know, not all defenders can play in a back three, but he seems to thrive in a back two. He looks calm, composed. He was winning headers. I mean, we can't get too ahead of ourselves because Gateshead were a crap. They are they're bottom of the league and you can see why they're bottom of the league. But at the same time, you play what's in front of you and, you know, there's plenty of teams we've played this season who are crap and we haven't been able to do anything against them. Um, but yeah, Max Hunt looks, yeah, a, a totally different player. Back to the player that he was towards the end of last season when he came back from injury. Haven't He hasn't done any major Cruyff turns yet or anything, you know, too outlandish that he likes to do. But yeah, as far as his performance goes, I thought he was great. I thought Bevan, other than the, you know, the steps up a little bit for their goal, he did well. Um, yeah, those are three I've written down, actually. Johnson, Bevan and Hunt. And and Fisher, I think since day one, the manager's been, you know, positive about him. And what was it he said after? He's always been a good centre forward. And again, it's <laughs> get the ball to him. And there was a couple of moments where it went too high and he was sort of signalling, get it to my chest so that he could bring it down and knock it wide. And it was it was that chest, knock it wide. And on he goes in towards the penalty area. And it it sounds simple when you put it like that, but it was just something that we did not look close to doing. Used the word simple a lot, haven't we? Which may be just because it's the three of us, but that's um, <laughs> uh, that's what the manager said at the beginning when he came in, didn't he? Just wanted to simplify it. Alex Fisher spoke after the game about how the manager simplified his game. It goes back to what Ben said there about right players in right formations, in right, right places. It's... Simple, isn't it? Manage it. Easy, this job. Who needs he, to wait for badges? He also said incremental in his post. Yeah, that and was not a simple be, word. <laughs> he has to be probably the only footballer you've ever heard say incremental in a post-match yeah. interview. And I like, I like the fact that it was like, <laughs> when I text you that, you went, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> we all picked up on it. He's he's not really he's not really on the same level as one of us. He never, lo- he never loses the, uh, the uh, changing room Scrabble tournament, does he? No, no but I bet we all miss penalties, though. Yeah, he did. Oh, segue. He, he did a Malachi Linton there, didn't he? That was uh, that looked very much like the one I uh, I remember seeing. Probably still travelling post Wheelstone um, on on uh, what was it Bank Holiday Monday? But yeah, did it? Did it look like he was trying? He was going for the spectacular. He wanted top bins, didn't he? Foxy told me that's what he said. He said he he looked like he was going for top bins. He was going for a Shearer style. You know how Shearer, he just used to thwack it in the top corner, didn't he? Mm. I think that he was going for. And yeah, it was not a pretty one. <laughs> he dropped to his knees straight away. Yeah. It so was did like, I at work. <laughs> it was like the perfect chance, like a hat trick. Like, uh, was his second Was his second one with his left foot or his right foot? He can't have right, his I right think. foot. Yeah. yeah. Should have taken it with his left foot. Then he could have had a perfect match ball hat trick. You remember um, what? Where I remember Alex Fisher getting a hat trick. Not, not to count you away. Well, <laughs> maybe next week. But yeah, it was. Oh, I don't know. It would have made the afternoon had he had he got that in. But as it was, I think it was quite nice to see Lintz. Yeah, Lintz get on the score sheet. A, you know, fish and Mal, the Fish and Mal show. Mm. Yeah. Fish and Mal, a through ball from Matt Worthington, who also had a fantastic game. And um, it was that 
classic situation where the striker's bearing down on goal and you think, uh-oh, he's got a decision to make. And, like, I thought he went high, but he went low, didn't he? <laughs> Ricocheted a, off the keeper yeah, into the... Yeah, took a bit into, of a hit, didn't he? Uh, but they all count. And, yeah, I think you see how they all ran over to him to celebrate with him. I think he's obviously a really well-liked member of this team and he works so hard. And, again... A striker who's been all over the place. He's been in midfield. He's been like out wide. And at that point, he was slap bang in the middle of the pitch in the right place at the right time and got his goal. And for someone who's probably a bit low on confidence because he hadn't scored for a little while and, and so on, as he's running through on goal, it would have been very easy for him to get that wrong, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I think we saw that against. Um, Against Wrexham, he had a decent chance that he spurned and then he went and smashed it in the top corner after. And then, you know, the penalty at Wildstone. There's been loads of sort of moments for him where probably should have done better. And that was his one chance and he put it away. And that's, you know, a confidence thing. Especially after missing a penalty in the game, to have that moment. I know it's, I mean, in, in real terms, it's probably only a second, second and a half where he's got to make a decision on exactly what to do. I think it's, I'm, I'm really chuffed for him. I'm really chuffed because on another day, he misses that because he's not in any confidence. It's a great save, even if the keeper pulls off a worldie. And then suddenly it's still 2-1, dying embers of the game. And it's a different game, isn't it? And we're back under the pressure. We're back under the pump. We're back doing sort of the defensive work. And, well, we know that's ended poorly in the past. So I, I was really chuffed for him. And Ian's absolutely spot on. <laughs> the celebrations afterwards. Matt Worthington nearly cleans him out. Yeah. No, there was a, there was a, there was a lot of flying in there, wasn't there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I, liked, I liked all the celebrations. Um, the first goal, ah. I, I thought it was notable that Josh Daunton was calling everybody over. Yeah. Everyone was trying to. He was. T- everyone get in here. We've. We've. This is good. We've got a set piece goal. Also, I don't know if you've noticed. Did you see the jolly green giant behind the goal? I did. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a great time, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He. Um. Oh, that's what mascots are supposed to do, and he should be. He should be shit in the keeper. I think. But yeah. <laughs> giving the keeper a hard yeah. time from yeah. behind the. I was like, why are you back there? But I'll be honest with you. When I first saw it, I thought, oh, there's a green player offside. Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It was Top a the yeah. yeah, who's this nine foot centre forward we've got yeah. <laughs> wearing a, wearing a hat? <laughs> Linesman sticks his flag up, and it's the blooming jolly green giants offside. Yeah, um, yeah good. I yeah. I really like it. I really like the fact that we've we've killed a game off. I really like the fact that we've come from behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, we haven't that done that. Ticks a lot of boxes, and again, Ian, absolutely spot on. We shouldn't get carried away home against the worst team in the league who travelled approximately 7,000 miles to get to us. We shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. But genuinely, we are in a position three weeks ago where we don't win that game. Yeah. No, as you say, there's been a few games where we've played teams who are who are pretty poor and we, we, we've not finished, them, not finished them off. But I thought um, uh, we, we really felt like it really felt at the end there. I mean, you and I were listening on the mm. radio. It really felt like there was a that spirit. You could hear the, uh, you know, the LA, LA, LA's and, uh, and all of that going again. And it, it felt like there was a, a really good atmosphere inside Hughes Park, which we certainly haven't felt this season. And we haven't felt since um, Darren Sal was last manager, I, I, I'd have thought. 
you know what I really missed when listening in on the radio that I got a little bit of? Go the on. Ian Perkins roar. <laughs> oh, yeah. When the second goal went in, you can hear yeah. it in the background. I was like, yes, I've missed that. <laughs> I have missed that sound. But you're, you're absolutely right, Ian. Um, end of the game, there's the song, there's the... Um, the Ale 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 song that I genuinely haven't heard at any game from any any of our fans in I don't know how long. It just felt good. Good number as well. Lots of kids there for kids for a quid. 2,400. I know they didn't bring masses down, so that's the vast majority of those were ours. That might be the biggest thing of all to come out of this. Put in a good performance, score three goals in front of a whole bunch of fans. Yeah, I think within five minutes, we'd heard... Mark Cooper's Green and White Army and <laughs> hey Mark Cooper who are and it was I you know it was quite striking and I don't obviously that didn't happen under Chris Hargreaves mm. I think it happened under Charlie Lee but mm-hmm. that was Charlie Lee yeah um, <laughs> with everything that came before so yeah and it sort of struck me sort of and I just think people buying into it He's not, I don't think he's the manager who's going to beat around the bush and tell you X, Y, and Z when X, Y, and Z is obviously A, B, and C. Um, so I think there's an element of that. And also I think the the intent that is shown, like there is a game plan. It is get the ball wide, get it down the wings, and go forward, and there, there was, there wasn't that. So you can see that there's a, there's a deliberate pattern that he's working to, and yeah, fans are really buying into it. And I think the LA, LA, LA was, I can't remember the last time I heard it at Hewish Park. I think you probably hear it a bit away, um, but not really, <laughs> <laughs> not really this season. <laughs> right, but at home, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been few and far between so you've yeah. had three wins at home don't yeah, agree I know, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think I even then I mean you know the Dagenham win was backs to the wall for the last for the second half yeah so there wasn't really anything to sort of get by other than roar a tackle or a block on and even Solihull I think we played well but they didn't play particularly brilliantly so it was it was kind of comfortable whereas and you know one goal it's always on a knife edge whereas there wasn't so much tension on this occasion because gates had well they did have a couple of chances yeah they had one at the end there didn't they where that was the lad who um scored the goal as well wasn't it if he'd have put in a effort like the one that he scored with could have been he absolutely fluffed it i don't know if he thought it was offside or he didn't realize where he was but you watch that back and, oh, that's a real, you know, he had time to take a touch or go a little bit further on. But I guess mm-hmm. that's what, you know, we've seen that when we're low on confidence, but, you know, their confidence must have been really low at that point in the game. But, yeah, and I think back to the fans, you know, I think some people sort of thought what Mark Cooper said on Tuesday night was a little bit, you know, a little bit silly, that whole, tap into the power of Hewish Park, but you felt it. You really did feel it on Saturday. And there's definitely something there. And obviously, you know, we're 2-1 up, but even at one all, even at nil-nil, you know, there was a lot more noise than there has been. 
Yeah. And it goes back to what, what's always been the case, isn't it? That if you do give people something to get behind, they'll get behind it. I mean, I know there's people out there who uh, say fans don't get, be, don't, don't get behind the team, uh, get behind the club. And we all know that there's things that, that we don't like uh, off the pitch, but on the pitch, I've, I've never known um, a Yeovil support to not respond like that to any team. When we, when we hear, when we speak to ex-players down the years, even ones who've been in teams that haven't performed, You've never heard anybody say anything other than good things about um, uh, about the support. I don't. I, I don't think we're a supporter base that really gets on our uh, team's case in the way that, um, yeah, some some uh, supporters uh, do. Well, we did an older shot, but yeah, but then th- there wasn't anything to get behind them. Was no, there? no, I know. I That's know. what I mean. If you give them something to get behind, people will get behind it. If you give them crap, they'll tell you it's crap. That's yeah. fair enough. That sounds that sounds fair enough to me. Yeah, yeah, but I think there were parts of the thing against Oldershot where it was just uh, oh yeah, no, but yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. And now now they've got a chant for him. So yeah, well there you go. <laughs> Did um, what's the story with Oliver Bory catch on at all? Did we hear that? Uh, no, I don't think so. That one's been put in the bin. I have got a Parker with a big fluffy hood that I'm going to bring with me on Saturday, so I can. Uh, yeah. And can take on the Liam Gallagher stance if you there want. There you go. Yeah, you've got a few lyrics now. You can <laughs> smash it. Ben yeah. will be dressed up in whatever they wear in Balamori and all <laughs> dueling chants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Half of the way in singing "What's the Story" in Balamori, and I've had that in my head all week. Yeah, keep it now, please. You've, you've been telling us on WhatsApp every five minutes. <laughs> hey, so yeah, good, good wins. Out two points out the relegation zone. Woohoo! Yeah, exciting. Up to 18th, is it? Oh, yes. Nosebleed Ooh. territory, yeah. aren't we? I was going to say, I nearly <laughs> said that on commentary. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I better not. Um, no. did, we, did you talk about Matt Worthington while I went away quietly? No, we didn't. We, we were going uh, to. And we never told him you went away quietly. We, yeah, <laughs> we did. We absolute consummate pros here. Yeah. Just oh, carried on. Well done. Yeah. Now you've ruined the secret. Yeah, Sorry. but go on. Yeah. Tell us about Matt Worthington because he was playing like uh, the Trequiesta, wasn't he? Nice. <laughs> Do you know it's Trequiesta? Oh well, I've well. never I've never called either of you up on that, but it is a Trequiesta. Is it? Um, oh. Yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> you know. You're going to say they're a, they're a bit better bred in uh, Ilchester, aren't they? By the sound of it, wasn't bred. Com- their continental pronunciations. <laughs> it is pronunciation. There's a lot of Italians in Ilchester. Um. Yeah, he was all over the place. He was he was class, and it, it's weird seeing him further up the pitch, impacting things like right behind the striker. And he was sort of at points he was further forward than Fisher, further forward than Giorgio. He, he was like right up there, causing problems for defenders. And I think he, you know, he got that assist for Linton at the end. Um, we want to see more of that. We want to see more goals, but. He feels he's had a good season, I think, anyway. I think he's been one of our better players, but he just he doesn't stop running. He's probably our fittest player out there. But I think the energy I felt when he spoke on Tuesday night about being with Mark Cooper again, who I'd forgotten that he'd worked with at Forest Green, he is just it's like a new lease of life for him as well. And I think 
he's just he's going to be one who really sort of I, I think he's one who's going to really improve now and I uh, think that's something you know we've probably thought Chris we were hoping Chris Hargreaves was going to be able to do it but now it feels like he's got a proper manager who's seen him from when he was a kid at Forest Green and now however many years on is working with him again and is probably thinking why aren't you a League One player and how can I get you to there? You've, you took the words right out of my mouth with that because I remember way back on day one at Scunthorpe in that final 20 minutes where we had a go and I remember saying on, on commentary Matt Worthington's getting a lot further forward and I love this Matt Worthington and he was getting beyond the front line. And he was trying to make things happen. And I remember thinking, this is exactly what I want from Matt Worthington. And then it just, nothing happened. Because of the way we ended up playing, the formations we ended up playing, it just, it, he just turned into a uh, standard, okay midfielder. And like you say, he's not actually done an awful lot wrong this season. But I'm excited to hear. And when I was listening to you describe it, and I saw the highlights, and there's one at the end where he's the most furthest person forward. I think it's Fisher or, or possibly someone sort of chases someone out to the left back. And the only person centre and forward is Matt Worthington. I was like, yes, this is where I want Matt Worthington to be. We've spoken about him a hundred times and I, yeah, I, more of that for Matt Worthington because I, I, I really think that's his place for us now. I think he's in the box on the penalty, isn't he? He's right behind Fisher. When Fisher gets a shove in the back, the other player who's in the box with him is, is Matt Worthington and he goes down as well under a tackle. Yeah. He, he's playing it, you know, at points it was like he was the, the second striker. Um, and he's obviously one of our better players technically as well. So I think to have him in that space to be able to find passes is is brilliant as well because he's got that ability that, you know, it's probably a bit wasted knocking it sideways and out to your fullback from centre midfield. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he does against better sides because obviously yeah. the better teams, none more so than this coming Saturday, will will try and swamp a midfield where you've got one holding a little bit further back in Staunton and one trying to get forward. Chances are they'll try and swamp the midfield and force that to change. And so if he's got the bravery, if he's got the freedom to still make those runs, to still make those things against better sides, that might be the litmus test. But yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed hearing you say that when we were when I was listening on, on Saturday that Matt Wellington's getting forward, Matt Wellington's in the box, so he's getting in to those positions and yeah, more of that, just up it even further. Up it. Up it. Up it. <laughs> right. You did get booked though. I did, yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a I think their full it was either their fullback or their centre back sort of came away with the ball on the edge of their own 18-yard box just to, like, get away with it. And he just turns around, he just wipes him out, like, slides him out from behind. Well, why? <laughs> he does get fired up. That's fine. I don't mind. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. And I think Andrews as well. Andrews and Staunton, that seems to be a nice little pairing. I um, didn't realise how tall Andrews is. Six from yeah. one there. There was a, a one of the highlights where he sort of makes a, a run forward, plays it out wide, keeps his run going into the box, and he, then gets angry that the board doesn't come back at him. And he's as tall as Mike Williamson. And I'm thinking, this is a big dude. I don't want that running at me. Yeah. Mike Williamson was crap. Well, 
<laughs> I, I know I know 38 is very young, but um, he's 38 <laughs> as well, so he's probably done his bit. I think he looked like a. It's one of those where he probably he still obviously still has the brain, yeah, that he had when he was a Premier League player, but his legs when he saw I think every time Fisher got near him, I sort of thought he was worrying. Um, we we probably could have got more out of him, but yeah, he there was a couple of points where they were doing their little goalkeeper to defender back to the goalkeeper back to defender, and Mike Williamson looked like he's thinking I'm going to loop this one over the top and then just mm. goes up straight in the sky. <laughs> and when when he's your player manager, yeah, the rest of the squad must be looking and going, this guy's in charge of us. Mm. You, I mean, you can understand. I mean, we're not talking about. I've, Gateshead fans here, but you can understand why Gateshead will be frustrated if your manager's putting in pants performances. I think it, I I don't think he normally plays, does he? I it's only his second he, appearance. Yeah, it was season. kind of a, he was forced into it. Um, but you can see why he's not played very much. Nah. Iron Mike, they were calling him on uh, Twitter at Are the they? start of the game. <laughs> have you watched yeah. the? Have you you watched the vlog? Haven't you? The Gateshead support. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, was was the pitch moist and sticky? I'm saying sticky, sticky, yeah, sticky, it sticky, was. Stick, stick. It was. I mean, it's been something we've done. So every game this season, like watered heavily before, and then watered heavily at half time. Don't know. Not sure why. Does it make it slippy or the players do slip a lot? Uh. It looks very soft. I think the pitch is very soft when they're. Yeah, when they seem to be running about on it. Don't notice it when I walk across it. You don't see the man. supposed to walk on the pitch? No. Walk you around. Did. Nah. So you did walk around. Anthony Giorgio, both times he's got subbed, instead of milking the applause of his home supporters and going around past the Thatchers, goes around the away end. Yeah. Don't time. like the show up. Don't want to make a fuss, does he? Don't know. It seems like he doesn't want to get attached. Doesn't want us to fall in love with him, maybe. Oh, yeah. Made that mistake before, haven't we? He's doing it for our own good, perhaps. Mm. Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> Cheers, anyway, Appreciate it. We'll need to see a bit more of him before we get yeah. <laughs> fall in love with him, I think. But yeah. yeah, I just thought it was odd when, um, you know, Callum Rowe came off against Oldershot and he got, he must have been very happy to come off. He got a lovely <laughs> round of applause when he came off. <laughs> And he stayed on for the 90. Good. So, wins. Yeah. Hurrah. Sure, isn't it, when we win? A quick, a quick, quick mention for... Right, I've got to ask a question here. Britain. Lewis? Well, is it? Because yeah. pre-match... Well, at the end of the other match, when he, when he dropped the bomb, he said Louis. He said yeah. Louis, Britain, Mark Cooper. Yeah. And then you and Sheridan were both saying Lewis, and I was like... He did, he did also say Andrew, the right winger. So <laughs> he did. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take his pronunciation as being. It is. Much. It yeah. is Lewis. Have we had this confirmed? Yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sam told us he called him Louis, and then was told he's and in his interview. But then it, was, it is actual Lewis. So he, he spelled his own name wrong. Really, is the the problem here? Mm. The most Bristolian man I think I've ever heard talk. That interview he did was very Bristolian. No, no mucking about as to where he's from. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but. Um, how did he do? Twenty minutes, bit of a cameo on for Fisher. Um, 
wouldn't have you? Very yeah. difficult to judge or yeah, hard to judge. Ran about a bit. Um was sort of I don't know. I don't know what to say really. I think what Mark Cooper said after was that he wanted to see him in the six yard box and we didn't really see him in the six yard box and that's where he's going to make a difference. He wanted some crosses in for him to knock him in really. Um, but I think at, at that stage, Gates had, Gates had got a little bit of control. Oh, They got a little bit of control and put a bit of pressure on, but yeah, I mean, had were these ball fallen to him rather than Linton? You know, he might have run through and put it in. It's, yeah, just one of them, really. We do have something else to talk about, don't we? Do we? Because it's the Somerset Men's Premier Cup this week, isn't it? Tuesday night? Yeah. Home to Taunton Town? Yeah. We should talk about that, surely. Nobody. We well, I noticed Paul from the Gazette asked the manager because you know, Somerset lies. He's got to, hasn't he? But um, what do what do we think about um, players who might be playing in that? Surely Will Boos has got to get a game in that, hasn't he? If uh, Grant Smith sounded like he was in the wars again. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I think they'll give Grant Smith a rest. Yeah. yeah but, um, I was worried when he because he went down with a bad leg. And then he almost lands on his head and his shoulder. I don't yeah, know if that was on that. the highlights or not. He does okay. that a bit. <laughs> and then after that, he doesn't take the goal kick. Well, I know Max Hunt is a free kick. Max Hunt takes it. Um, yeah, so I think he's one who probably needs to be wrapped up in a little bit of cotton wool on Tuesday night and yeah. given a night off. And who else? Do you think it's um, Ben, Lone Watch? Do you think it's one to bring Toby Stevens back? Give Toby Stevens a game? He's no, I think for I, 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 I believe he's got the Devon Premier Cup for Plymouth Parkway on Tuesday night. Right? Could we? That, could we play him? I don't. We, I don't think okay. it's quite that simple. Um, yeah. I don't think so because it counts as a first team fixture for us. Right. And it's not a reserve team fixture. Same with Ollie Haste. But yeah. What, what, yeah. Think Scrimshaw. I mean, I reckon uh, Scrimshaw, Dawes, some Dawes, of those. Colbert, Colbert, yeah. Torrey. Just play them all. Play them all up front. Yeah. There's a lot of players that are, because obviously we had five forwards on the bench, didn't we, on mm. Saturday, rather than uh, anyone else. There, there does seem like there's a few players. We've named a few there, and I can't think of any off the top of my head. But, oh, like, well, we've got, what do you say, Morgan Williams. We're missing Lord Williams. Yeah. Who um, was the other one? There was ben Richard Everson. Ben Richard Everson. Yeah. There, there's, it's when you get into this territory i mean we're gonna you'd like to think some of the under 18s or whatever will come yeah. up and play um but you kind of think oh who's gonna play right back if morgan williams isn't there Congrats, um, yeah yeah, yeah. But like from a first no, yeah i know exactly whereas whereas a couple of months ago we kind of thought we had you know we had krask we had mm. we had a few didn't we that could play in a couple of positions but I think centre midfield is still the one, you know, without Diaz. Hopefully we've got some gem in there. I mean, if Stevens was around, then he'd be in there, wouldn't he? But yeah. you're kind of looking at Staunton and Andrews. Are your two sort of centre mids now? Yeah, it's, it's not even like we've held on for Perry for long enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? And I mean, it's, this is going to sound utterly ridiculous, but I kind of want to win. Mm. Because 
it's taunting. Record straight, yeah. Yeah, and we're the reigning champions. Yeah. Yeah, you got to hold on. I, mean, I, I think we, I think we need to try and win that game. So I do think there's a level of putting out a stride aside strong enough. And if there's players that can come in, if Diaz's available for half hour, if Williams is available for half hour, if Charlie Wakefield's available for half hour, if Ben Richards Everton's available for half hour, then I think we should be getting players back if we possibly can. But I also want to win the game. I'd start. I'd start Lewis Britton. For sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Lewis yeah. Britton. Yeah. yeah, but I do think it's important. We're, that we... a, bit, we're a bit top heavy, huh? We could start all of loads of strikers and yeah. wingers. But... We've gone from having 5 3 2 and a million central defenders to having 2 3 5. Let's <laughs> take them all up top. It's fine. I like that. I don't mind that at all. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll hopefully see a few of the kids as well through the under 18s. Charlie, what's his name? Bates. Bye. Bateson scoring for fun. Ben Johnny yeah. is, is now a pro, obviously. Mm. So Charlie Bateson had scored for a few weeks, but um, Charlie yeah, Bateson but... is the best. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I was taking Charlie if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, that Charlie, that's the other one I was thinking of. Charlie <laughs> Wakefield, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so are you yeah. coming down, Dave? No. Jake's already been on to me about that one. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to see Biffy Clyro in Bournemouth, so I won't be there either. Yeah. Well, I have to find someone who is. If anyone is, let us know if you want to conclude five times about something. <laughs> I will I will be at a game of football on Tuesday night, but it won't be that one. You have to see Skivo. I'm going to go and see Skivo. Skivo. Uh, he ate those yeah. bastards in Clara and Blue. I've, I, I have got a ticket at Plough Lane. Um, 76 out of 92 to which is quite nearly away fans so <laughs> I do have a Yeovil Town scarf as well which I <laughs> yes. might keep might keep in my inside pocket yeah just just for when the <laughs> when 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 it go when a goal goes in yes. so yeah I'll be team <laughs> when a goal goes in yeah 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 hopefully that's it could be a horrific penalty shootout couldn't it it could be um yeah, yeah. I'm not sure they have to see the full 90 minutes or 100 and whatever it is minutes to uh, tick that ground off. But um, yeah. Hats off a steward bad penalty shootout. Yeah. That kind of bad. Jesus. But yes. The Glovers cast has teamed up with the good people at the Terrace to give two lucky fans the chance to win a Yeovil Town mystery box. To enter, simply head to thegloverscast.co.uk and fill out the form. It really is that simple. The Terrace is a perfect place to find a full range of officially licensed Yeovil Town merch with something for everyone. There's a Glovers gift for every stocking this festive season. Very best of luck if you're entering the Glovers Cast giveaway. It's one entry per person. Entry opens on November the 1st and closes on November the 30th. The winners will be contacted after the draw is made on the 1st of December. We've got some questions, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Less than less than after a defeat, isn't it? Yeah. Funny that. I've got Twitter. If you've is, is there Facebook ones? I was going to say you've this made one. a bit of a friend on Facebook, haven't you? I have, I have. Me and Hilton, we're uh, we're we're in uh, regular contact with each other. But uh, yeah, do you want to do? We did the Facebook ones first last time. Do you want to do the Twitter ones? First? Yeah. On. Uh, Hugh Hugh asks: With Mark Chapman announced as a new director at Altrincham this week, which football anchor, pundit, or commentator would you most like to see joining the board at YTFC, and why? Chris Harvey. 
And who from amongst them would you least want to see turning up? Chris Hargreaves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so can I can I answer this one? Yeah. Adam Virgo. Just because I'd love to be on a fly in the boardroom wall when Adam Virgo walks into Scott Breeson. <laughs> wow. He'd have to I, be there, Dave. I would. I would. I would be the fly on no, that he, wall. He would have to be there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good answer, by the way. That is a good one, Dave. It's a very good answer. Mm-hmm. That's why I got in quick before the two of you thought of one. But, uh... Ben, have you got yeah. one? Um, can I have Jeff Brazier, please? What? <laughs> to, to be in the boardroom? <laughs> I have no idea. A bit of a geezer. A bit of a geezer. Yeah. Can tell me about buying a camper van. And uh, who's uh, knocking on your door? Yes. As well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he could he could win the people's postcode lottery or whatever it's called. BA twenty two yeah. picks up the postcode lottery and we're out of all there the food they're in. That's a that's at least a month's rent on a Jewish yeah. park, isn't it? At least, yeah. Sorted. There you go. Who would you okay. have? Yeah? Who would I have? Mm. Alan Smith, man. <laughs> I don't know. Who would I not? Lee Robbie Dixon? Savage. Hey, hey. Don't want hey. Robbie Savage as a in the boardroom. No. I work with that man. Less yeah. of that. <laughs> and do you like working with him, Ben? I very rarely see him. Yeah. <laughs> but do you like working with him when you see him? Yeah, he buys McDonald's for the office. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we should have him in. Um, and who would I most like? Someone with a bit of cash. Gary Lineker. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be very good, wouldn't he? Nicest man in football. And he'd wind, well, up, quite all, he'd wind up all a gammon as well, wouldn't he? He would. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you never know, have a day. Uh, Debs Curtis asks, did Ben manage to get a dual air fryer in Audi? No. There was a there was there was a poster on the uh, door that said we haven't got any any in stock, and there was loads of people in the queue that were disappointed and had to go home. All right. Yeah. Obviously, Debs wasn't in the queue for that one. Um, Mark <laughs> sounds like a oval game under Star. Doesn't it? <laughs> Lots of people disappointed in the queue, and then they had to go home. <laughs> Sorry, Chris won't be listening. Well, he, he won't care. Unless he is. Um, Mark on. Cooper mentioned in his interview about using loans as outfield players. Is Max Evans fit? If he is, if he is, should we have him back on the bench? As we know from last season's Ultringham game, he is a great goalkeeper. Weren't they talking about him possibly going back to Larkhall? I'm, I've seen that somewhere and I don't know where. Um, tear is cruciate though. Yeah, isn't it like a bad one? Bad like, knee yeah, injury, I think. Like a yeah. rest of the season jobby. I don't know. I don't think he is fit um, because I think he would have gone back out on loan. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I thought I thought Chris Hargreaves said that that he was coming back and he was uh, looking to put him put him out on loan. So I, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he was fit. Yeah, Chris Hargreaves said a lot of things though, Dave. They did, yeah, yeah. Um, kind Sorry, of similar. Chris. Do you think Will Buse regrets signing on loan at Yeovil? That's depends how he gets OG, on. Paddy. Depends how he gets on versus Taunton, I suppose. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm... I don't know. I think it's he obviously knew he was coming into a team with a very good first choice goalkeeper. I mean, professionally, he's going to have these challenges, especially as a young keeper. Probably quite good to get it out of the way, you know, experience it early and then, you know, fingers crossed he'll grow as a goalkeeper from that situation. But at the same time, you know, Grant Smith 
had a bit of a knock on Saturday. Injuries can happen and he may have to step in and prove his point and, you know, become number one keeper. I think it probably is less of a regret now if the environment is better as well. Yeah. If we had carried on, the environment was crap and he's thinking, I'm not playing, I'm out on loan, I haven't got a kick, we're third bottom of the league, the fans hate it, it's rubbish here. I imagine he was probably thinking, yeah, I'll go back in January. I'll go back when I can first get back. But if the atmosphere gets better, things are easier, good goal of union with, with the keeper coach and whatever, actually, I think he's, he'll probably not regret it quite so much. Uh, Paddy also asks, how much would you estimate the club have wasted on scrimmers and doors? Quite poetic, actually, isn't it? Scrimmers and doors. Yeah. Scrim doors. Yeah. Uh, get, uh, with maybe less so with Will Dawes, because he's seen a bit of him and he hasn't really set the world alight. But with Jake Scrimshaw, I'm still thinking jury's out a little bit because I don't know how much we spent on him, but. I honestly couldn't give you an opinion on him because he's been given five minutes here, ten minutes there. Um, not really an opportunity to show what he's done. Um, Mark Cooper, obviously, when he's he, he spoken in his um, pre-match press conferences on a couple of occasions about other players in the uh, the squad who've got to impress. So he obviously is aware of, <laughs> of Jake Scrimshaw's existence. So, um, yeah, it's I, I don't know whether that's the way. It's, I, I'd say... Um, I'd say Will Dawes is, yeah, I, I, I haven't been overly impressed with him. I think he started the Dorking game. I don't really remember him doing much there, but I, yeah, there are quite a few players who I don't remember doing a great deal there either. So, yeah, I maybe wasted a bit on one, but who knows on the other. How long are they signed for? Two years, Scrimshaw. Yeah, I don't Scrimshaw. know about Will Dawes. I guess we'll see. Yeah. It might be come next season. Uh, yeah. you know. I always think Scrimshaw scored goals. He was, I know it was um, Scunthorpe, wasn't he, last season on loan there, and he scored a few goals for them in the Football League last season. It does surprise me that unless he's just something completely different in training, and who knows with that. It does surprise me that he hasn't had more of a, you know, he hasn't started a game, especially when we were struggling for goals so much. Maybe Tuesday is nine. Five goals or something. Get himself a start against County. I think Dave. I think Dave. I think Dave's been hacked because he started talking about negatively about Will Dawes. So I think the powers of being started coming from. Yeah. Did I go? Did I go? It came up and said that my uh, my connection was unstable. Mm. But, um, you've been more stable by... now. Yes. Is you're being yeah. filmed on a potato a little bit. Am I? All oh, right, okay. All right. I'm watching the oval highlights. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna turn my video off then. Well, there that? we go. There you go. I feel <laughs> there you better go. now. Even better. Right. I couldn't hear my own interference. I sounded, you know, full of clarity. For <laughs> <Go> once. <laughs> uh, ben Barrett asks, following England's triumph in the T20 World Cup on Sunday, which member of the current YTFC squad would you want opening the batting and bowling if Yeovil were to switch sports? 
can he answer his own question? Well, I, I was kind of hoping you guys were going to have a, an answer as well, to be honest with you. Uh, but by the looks of some of the replies, it sounds like Josh Daunton is a cricketer as much as he is a footballer. He's been playing for y- y- Yeovil cricket, hasn't he, as well, by the looks of it? You see that? I did. 131 yeah. not out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How good is that? Andy was wicketkeeper. Not at the same time, obviously. But Does he play for the rugby club as well? Yeah. He, probably, he probably plays everything. He's probably the only one that pushes Alex Fisher close at Scrabble. <laughs> well, Fisher was going to be my choice, one of my choices as an opening batsman. Okay. I reckon he's good with a bat. Good with a bat? Yeah. He's um, quite a calm, calm and composed individual. Uses incremental and in interviews. Probably quite nice. <laughs> I don't know. Bowling. Who's your bowler, Dave? Um, who would be my bowler? See, uh, you, you you want someone with um with, with a little bit of speed about them, don't you? So what about uh Oluwabore? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what he's like to bowl, but he's a, he could be a bit of a speed merchant, couldn't he? That's the route I was going. Yeah. In at him early was really quick, really fast bowls. Yeah, I reckon he's got. I reckon he's got some pace to him. Um, Andrew yeah. Oluwabore. Ah, oh, God, yeah. Now, now you turn your camera off just for that. Yeah, I can't even see Dave's face for the reaction of these, which is, you don't real, see which it, is the real yeah. shame. <laughs> yeah. Now, the list, now we know how the listeners feel. <laughs> I, I decided I would make Saturday's starting 11 into what I think is the cricket version. <laughs> so from 1 to 11, here's how I've got it. I've got Grant Smith and Max Hunt opening the batting. Grant Smith is also keeping wickets, but that was before I knew that Josh Thornton was a wicketkeeper. Grant Smith, Max Hunt opening. Alex Fisher batting at three. Comes in, first wicket down, need to reset, make some, you know, builds and innings. Josh Norton at four, you put your best batter at four. Uh, Matt Worthington, five. Quick pinch hitter, quick 30 runs, lovely jubbly. Jamie Andrews coming in at six. Jamie Record is a bowling all-rounder, batting at seven. Owen Bevan is just change bowler at eight. Can bat a little bit on the on his day. Jury Johnson, spin bowler, batting at nine. And then Giorgio and Oliver Bori are your two opening bowlers batting 10-11. They both can't score a run between them, but rapid with the ball. So there you go. That's how I think Saturday starting 11 would look if it was playing cricket. I did tweet Josh Staunton and ask who would be the batter and bowler. If we get any updates, I will let you know. There you go. Right. That's the cricket section of the podcast done, I think. Lovely stuff. Well done to England and Josh Butler, who is a Somerset man. Well done. Uh, Martin Lee asks, after another Duracell performance, what will it take to ensure that Ginger Perlow is playing for Yeovil next season? Oh. On his day, the best midfielder in the league. And what is your go-to option at the Newish Park T-Bar? Is that the first sign him on of the, of the new campaign? I think so. Is that 30, 13th of November, we've got our first sign him on. <laughs> like it. No, big fan of it. Let's get it done. Get it done. What's he, uh, didn't he sign a contract in the summer? I forgot you read yes. it. Just... <laughs> Just a year, isn't it? I think it was a year extension. Oh, it was just a year. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Hello. Hi, mate. I put, I put my I put my camera back on just <laughs> because you're obviously missing me. So Dave <laughs> Oliver Bowlery. I know. I heard. Yeah. I know, but I just okay. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't match the disappointment. Um, again. <laughs> you swore at the camera, didn't you? I, I, yeah, I put my head in my hand. I think probably, but yeah. <laughs> You did what Alex Fisher did when he missed his penalty. Yeah, <laughs> dropped to my knees. No, <laughs> not that one. Um, but yeah, uh, but uh, the Hughes Park T bars, it's been 
when was the last time I went? Good Friday. Last uh, uh, Good Friday was the last time I ventured into the Hewish Park tea bars. And I think I just got a cup of coffee. Yeah, I think the last time I went was probably the Somerset Cup final. Mm. I think I had a Kit Kat Chunky and a, and a black coffee. Yeah. Black coffee? Yes, mate. Wow. Hot. Hot in those, like almost too mm. hot. Almost That's too hot the... to carry a black coffee in. And it was an evening kickoff. It was, yeah. <sighs> believe that. I'm a brave that guy, brave. Ben. I'm a brave guy. That is brave. <laughs> That's your idea of bravery, drinking a black coffee at 8 Some o'clock in the I... evening. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wouldn't stick for a week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that one. Ben, what was, what was, what's your go-to option at any tea bar? Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the pie at Oldham. They gave every one of the, um, the media team a, a free pie. We going to go back to the Shrewsbury Town Cottage pie again. It doesn't come close to the Shrewsbury Town Cottage pie, but no. it was a really nice pie nonetheless. But they don't do pies, do they? Curious pie? No, pasties. Yeah. Mm. Take them or leave them. I, I, I'll probably just, yeah, a hot drink of some sort and a, and a chocolate bar, keep it simple. Preferably a crunchy, Snickers if they're going. If you could have any food in the tea bar that you could buy, what would it be? Bow buns. Who? Pardon? Bow buns. It's not going to happen. Bun. It's not going to happen. Bow buns. What Chinese, bun? soft, Chinese soft buns. B-A-O-B-U-N-S. Uh, but that's know. obviously not going to happen. But no. imagine going to half time and having some Chinese food. Yeah. But whatever. What would you have, Ian? I don't know, Dave. I'm not hungry at the moment. It's hard to <laughs> I, I was just thinking um, earlier on, I was watching an episode of Parks and Recreation. They were making calzone. Oh. And then I was thinking to myself, it's like, you know, it's a meal that comes in its own container. That's how they described it. Yeah. Is that when they get food poisoning? Uh, food no. Poisoning from the calzones? No, I think it's the one where... Um, uh, What's his name? Ben has uh, has been uh, resigned in disgrace. Not you, Ben. Ben of <laughs> Parks and Recreation. Um, and uh, yeah, he's trying failed water park. However many years earlier. Yeah, he's trying to uh, trying to um, uh, yeah occupy himself by making calzone, and he was going to have the um, he was going to sell low fat calzone, and his shop was going to be called the Low Cal Zone. Or the local zone zone, I think was for anyway, whatever. Yeah. Is but, a calzone just an Italian pasty? Yeah, it's just a pizza fold in half, isn't it? Then yeah. why are we calling it a calzone? Because it's, it's Italian. You can't call pasty. it a okay. Just just a you box. don't go into you an Italian and say, Can I have pasty. a pasty? <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of them jumped up pasties, yeah. <laughs> Give me one of your gurt pasties, will you? <laughs> pasties okay. with pepperoni in, please. <laughs> Pepperoni pasty. Um, yeah, they're good. Okay. Uh, I I mean, I just quite like a pasty. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with a pasty, but it needs to actually have some filling in it. Yeah. Not pasty, otherwise, otherwise, is it? No, it's just pastry. It's pastry. It's a pastry. Exactly. Pastry pasty. Uh, uh, question from your mate, Robin Bachelor, Dave. Uh, should Scrimshaw Gates and fan. Gates <laughs> fan, Robin Bachelor. He'll be gutted, won't he? Uh, we we have touched on Scrimmy indoors, but should Scrimmy indoors be sent on loan for the rest of the season or kept so Mark Cooper can take a longer look at them? Depends if we go out on Tuesday night. I get a feeling he knows exactly what he wants from a player and will suss it out pretty quickly. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. The fact the they've now doubled the bench. Yeah, the issue we're going to have is if we don't want to keep them, which you know we might, we we may well do. Um, how do we move them on, and how can we afford can we afford to move them on? Like, if it's not, you know, it's not. Did, we, did we keep the receipt? Yeah. Do we know who to ask for the receipt for one of them? Yeah. Uh, another another question from uh, we kind of answered this one, Robin, on the pitch. Uh, pitch was awful and over water to the point. There was <laughs> oh, no I, I, thought, I thought you said we answered it on the pitch, like we did all our talking <laughs> on the pitch, Robin. <laughs> this is no, this is no podcast. We've done it all. We've left it all out there. No chance of them getting any flow to their play whatsoever. Is this something you noticed or an overreaction? I mean, I don't think Gateshead were going to have get much flow to their play anyway, to be honest with you. But I don't know. The pitch looked like the pitch has looked all season. So, And last time I checked, the pitch was the same for both sides. Yeah. <laughs> Robin. No, not Robin. <laughs> the other dude. The dude, the Gateshead dude. Oh, yeah. He was referring yeah. to the Gateshead dude who was having a go at the pitch. And I was like, well... Yeah. To, to, to be fair, the, the, the Gateshead dude was was having a go at quite a lot. Uh, the manager as well. And did you hear the bloke behind him? Oh, he was uh, he was like a Geordie uh, Bartley stander, wasn't he? Sorry, Williamson. He was shouting there. Do you know what I really feel for the, the Gateshead fans? They came all that way down. Some of them stayed in the hotels and stuff that overnight. Yeah. So I, I really feel sorry for them, mostly because they had to wake up back in Yeovil. Mm. Nobody wants that. Well, most of our listeners live in Yeovil, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Well, say, yeah. Look out the window. <laughs> wow. Know your audience there. Right. Move on. Move on. <laughs> uh, I think that's all of them on Twitter. Yep. There's no more on the hashtag. If you've asked a question and you've not used the hashtag, that is why your question more for is you. not, is not yeah. being answered. Yeah. It's GCQs, not CGCCQs or whatever. Yeah, Paddy with you. QC, QVCs. We have got one on Facebook, which is from Hilton Maston. And he asked, it's an interesting question, actually. I did have to ask him to clarify because he used the word MH, which I thought was Martin Hillier, but actually it was mental health. So and he said, um, but he said, on the mental health thing, because he was talking about the webinar that's coming up tomorrow and the Charlie Wakefield video and all the rest of it. Um, he said, how good are fans at considering the mental health of players, managers, and other staff before, during, and after games? It was an interesting question. Do you think we, as supporters, generally in football, do enough to to consider that? Or do we just say, well, we paid our money, we can say what we liked? Jeez, what a question to finish on. That is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're particularly good. No. Mm. Considering it. No. You're probably right. In the heat of the moment, I don't think you are at all, are you? And I think, I don't know, there's that arena when you're in there and that sort of feeling. And I, I'm, you know, I don't know, I think I'm quite comfortable that I've never said anything closely to a player that, <laughs> that you would think is going to affect yeah. them. But, you know, some people do. But I think it's when it steps into like, you know, having a go on Twitter or, you know, really like targeting someone on Twitter. Um, like you see, you know, more at the top level, don't you? You see it. Um, 
in that respect. But uh, yeah, I don't think we're particularly. No, I think I think social social media has added added an anon an anonymity to it. Yeah. So like, if we said something here that someone was cheesed off about, you can find. Yeah, we're not difficult people to get hold of. Mm. Call me out on it. Talk to me. Have a go. Fine. No problem at all. I'll ask you questions. You ask me questions. Fine. We'll have it out and we'll make everything better. But when it's person A, one, two, three, seven, eight, twelve, A, B, oh, Russian bot accounts, just having a right pop at people, you just think, well, there's no comeuppance there. And they're the ones that, you know, you can sit on your own and look at and go, that's, that's NASA. Yeah. So that's, that's what I don't like when it's, when it has an anonymity to it. And I don't think that's, and that often comes with a certain vindictiveness to it as well. If I've said something on here where I've said something negative about somebody, I like to think I'm not saying it vindictively. I'm not saying it to offend anybody. And I'm happy to be called out on it and happy to be told I'm wrong and happy to be told X, Y, Z. And there's a counter argument to it. But when you're just slagging people off from behind a, a keyboard, no, that's, that's it's not only not thinking about mental health, it's going actively against it. Mm. And I think there will be, I know, know it shouldn't be the case, but people go into football quite aware of what they're going into, don't they? And, and and I'm not saying that that makes things right, but I I would imagine that there's a certain resilience that you build up as a as a, as a footballer that you you probably hear a lot of things and you do have to just let things wash over you and you know not 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 let them get to you. And I know that um, if that comes the wrong way it can be can can be a really difficult thing but i'd imagine as a as a footballer you've got to have a bit of that resilience but now i'd agree with you guys that i don't think we as football fans i i know i've shouted things at um at players before nothing you know overly um targeted at one particular player but i've certainly lost my rag at a couple of people for um you know who wants it Ben's heard me shout who wants it more times than I care to imagine. Uh, that's not me offering anyone out for a fight, by the way. So, you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But the, um, uh, but yeah, so, so the sort of the, the perceived lack of effort, which goes back to the, the point that we do. But I'd also imagine that being a footballer, I'm, I can't imagine what it must feel like. Uh, that just saw the way Malachi Linton celebrated that goal, what that must have felt like, those, you know, the highs and the lows, isn't it? Which you probably have to get used to as a as a professional sports person. But no, I probably wouldn't hurt any of us to stop and think um, before we shout something. But that's heat in a moment stuff, isn't it? I think you have to have a certain toughness and resilience to even get to it. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but when I was at school playing football with people, <laughs> all the people who played football weren't they? Weren't they uh, you know, most empathetic characters, let's say. Like, it's that whole culture of, you know, even getting into it. A kid is, you know, it's it's a challenge. So I think just even to, you know, reach any sort of level, you have to be particularly tough. I guess it's, you know, once you get on that journey and you're, you know, in it and handling that sort of pressure, it's, you know, the support you're given as well. But, yeah, I mean... We don't talk about refs, but think of the 
think if your referee is at a bad game and you, you know, pack up and go home for the night. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine it's much fun. I think it's probably not. It's not. It's not particularly difficult to spot that. Um, Yeovil Town players don't do much social mediaing after losses. It's been a quiet season on that front. But yesterday there were some tweets. There was some nice stuff. There were some interactions, and you know they're probably venturing back to it. They probably learned the hard way, unfortunately, that they've to switch things off and, and not turn it on, which which shouldn't be the case. And we all know that it shouldn't be the case, but. Unfortunately, I don't have any answers. Well, I've got an unstable internet connection, which I think is probably uh, uh, now TV, Sky Broadband's way of telling me that uh, it's time to draw this session to a close, gentlemen. Sounds good. Bring Thank on the much. SMPC. I have one more thing. Sorry. Um, oh, I promised Debs I would find out whether or not anyone else has worn the number 40 shirt for Yeovil. Um, yes. A 2011-2012 season, Reese Bagridge wore it. I can find no other reference um, since since or before. And who can forget Reese Bagridge? And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.